Hi, and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. My name's Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently a board-certified behavior analyst working at a private center. The whole goal of this podcast is to help you with balance. So you'll have some episodes helping you at work and other episodes helping you outside of work. I hope you guys are excited to dive into today's episode. Let's get started. Between the IEP goals, behavior plans, and those random lessons I had to teach on coding at my school, I barely had time for assessments. Assessments are crucial to document progress, track trends over time, and determine new skills to work on, but teachers are given no time to facilitate assessments in their classrooms. Somehow, you need to be a magician and make time in your already overpacked schedule to fit in this really important part of the IEP process. Now, I wish I had a solution that would reduce your assessments to a quick 15 minutes because that would be the dream. Unfortunately, I don't have that, but I do have five tips that can help make assessments a bit smoother in your classroom. I'll explain each tip with examples that I learned the hard way, and then I'll also briefly discuss some assessments I used in my classroom. This podcast will be short, but hopefully it'll be packed with ideas you can walk away with and implement tomorrow. Also, nothing in this podcast will be groundbreaking, but I just hope that this will get your thought process going of how you can make that assessment period easier on you as a teacher. So tip one, look at previous progress and determine what to assess ahead of time. A common assessment I used in my classroom was the Verbal Behavior Milestones Assessment and Placement Program, commonly called the VBMAP. Now, on my list of things I had to do as a teacher, looking at VBMAP scores from eight months ago was bottom of the priority list. But what would happen is I'd bring the student over to the table, I would open up the booklet, and then I would waste so much time looking at his score sheet, looking it up in the booklet, trying to decipher what it meant and what to test. The student would lose interest, I would run out of time, and the entire assessment chunk would be gone. I had to repeat that over and over again to realize I need to pull it out the day before. I could compare the scorecard to the book and list out everything I needed to test. And for the VB map, it uses a lot of codes, like VP-MTS3M. That's a chunker of a statement, and I don't know what that means. I would look it up, and it would say visual perception skills and matching to sample. I would still be a little confused. What it really is looking at is, can they complete a puzzle or match identical pictures? But it would slow me down so much to try and figure that out. Or I would know what play skills meant, but when I would read the target play 3M and it would say demonstrate generalization by engaging in exploratory movement and playing with toys in a novel environment for two minutes, I would completely blank on what that means because I have 28 other things in my head at the same time. So the night before I could pinpoint what I wanted to test and also phrase it in a way that makes it easy for me to remember while completing the assessment and that helped me a lot. My second tip is find a way to quickly record your testing results. A lot of assessment tools have a grid to track progress. It's a great visual reference of progress, but the problem is it can be time consuming to color in the correct boxes. An extra 20 seconds might not sound like a lot, but it takes half that time for your student to lose interest and leave the assessment area. I now record all of my assessment results in a Google Doc. I have all the strands I want to test written out, and I just jot down the scores when I assess the student. You can also do this paper pencil, but I'd always lose the paper, so having it digital was key for me. I would record the scores and then transfer them to the grid later when I had more time. The third tip is to plan out any questions you need to ask. Again, this might sound silly, but you'd be surprised how hard it is to come up with targets in a time crunch situation. 
need to test motor actions, have 10 of them listed out that you can quickly refer to. Assessing WH questions, have who, what, where, and when questions already written out so you can quickly fly through them. The fourth tip is to collect any hands-on materials. This was another big downfall of mine. Since I wasn't looking at the assessment ahead of time, I didn't realize that, oh, I need some blocks for the student to stack to assess this particular skill. Well, I would read that and I would leave the table to go get blocks. Well, if I was leaving the table, my student was definitely leaving the table. I would then spend the rest of the assessment block coaxing the student out of the recess area and back to the table. I would just waste all of that time. By making that list in step one, I knew what materials I needed. I could pull all those to the table and have them ready for the assessment. And the last tip is to organize any flashcards or similar materials. I use language builder cards a lot. So if I need to assess a student's ability to sort based on class, so that we're sorting clothing, furniture, foods, and animals, I could pull the cards I was gonna give the student to sort ahead of time. This would help cut down on the time it took me during the assessment and allow me to just directly get into the assessment. Again, this might not seem like a necessary step, but searching a flashcard box for 20 cards that align to four different classes takes time, time you probably don't have. The last tip is a little type A, it is extra, but I wanna throw it in there. So I would take those flashcards and I would wrap them together with a rubber band or a clip and then I would label them. I would flag pages in an assessment book that I plan to use. I would have post-it notes reminding me what each material is aligned to. When you're doing a big assessment and you've got 20 different things on the table, it can get a little confusing for which one goes with which strand you're assessing. So that just helped me streamline the assessment progress even more. If you're stuck on finding assessments to use, this is what I would use in my classroom. But for background, I taught in a self-contained classroom for students with autism spectrum disorders, grades three to five. So I already mentioned the VB map. I also use the assessments of basic language and learning skills. Now these are different assessments, but they're both great options for your more complex learners. So the VB map specifically looks at verbal behavior and it's broken down into three developmental levels. It looks at uh, zero to 18 months developmental level, 18 to 30 months, and then 30 to 48 months. And so it's a great option for your students who are at that lower developmental level. ABLES assesses similar skills. It's a little bit more intensive and the results are a little bit more flushed out, but both of these really helped me for students in which the academic assessments I had access to weren't appropriate. I also used the assessments of functional living skills, AFLES, with some of my older students. So I didn't use this in the classroom, but I work at a center now. It is just like the ABLES, but instead of basic language and learning skills, they're functional skills and it's great for older students. I actually used it with an 18-year-old assessing his like house skills like in the kitchen and doing laundry, things like that. For more academic-based, I used the Bergantz, the Comprehensive Inventory of Basic Skills. So this one was a lot of pre-academic and basic academic skills. I used the green binder. They are color-coded. I know that there's a binder that has skills that are, are more academic. There's also an early childhood version that I believe is yellow. But those are ones I had access to, and those were great for my students who did need more of an academic-based assessment. I also had access to unique learning systems in my classroom, and I would use the GPS, the goals, preferences, and skills. We used unique learning for our reading and math curriculum, and so that 
really complemented it well when I could take those scores and plug it into that IEP. So those were the five that I used that I found to be really helpful and hopefully the tips I shared were helpful as well. I'm gonna recap them again at the end, just a little checklist that you can run through before you're doing your next assessment. So you're getting ready to assess a student, you've got your assessment picked out. The first thing you're gonna do is look at previous progress and determine what to assess this time around. If it's a brand new assessment, go ahead and pick out the things you wanna start with. Step two, you're gonna format a way to quickly record those testing results. Do you wanna do it in a Google Doc? Are you gonna write it in a paper? Are you gonna have something typed up? Are you gonna use post-it notes? Get all of that laid out. Step three, you're going to plan out any questions you need to ask. That way you don't have to waste energy thinking of those during the assessment block. Tip four, you're gonna collect any of those hands-on materials. You're gonna grab those puzzles. You're gonna grab those blocks, anything you need like that. And then step five, you're gonna organize those flashcards. Again, just so it goes quicker when you've got the student at the table. I hope these tips were helpful. I hope you're able to make an assessment process that's more streamlined and efficient for your classroom. And if you use any of these tips, let me know because it makes me so happy to know when my podcasts help you out in your classroom. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys found something useful and you can always come visit me on Instagram at Adaptation Station for more content all about work and life. I hope you guys join me for the next episode and have a good one.